The following is a presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. Hello. Come in. And welcome to another edition of Weird World Weekly. I love that creaking sound because it reminds me of this old radio show that I used to listen to as a kid called uh, the CBS Mystery Theater. Not Mystery Science Theater, but Mystery Theater. You, It's way, way before your time, Matt. Go figure. But they had an opening. Their opening was a creaky door. And and the, the narrator was this guy by the name of E.G. Marshall. Pretty famous actor, actually. Um, and he's... And his whole thing was, Welcome. Come in. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of channel that a little bit today. Uh, welcome to uh, Weird World Weekly, a production of GalacticNetcast.com. I'm Dave. That's Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello, Dave. Okay. Just making sure you're still there. Yeah, you froze a little bit, so oh. I, waited, I waited for you to finish. Okay. All right. Uh, this is the show where we discuss the weird, the odd, the stranger, anything unusual, and deliver it to you in 15 minutes or less. Our categories are... Paranormal, like ghosts and spirits and stuff. Uh, Mythological subjects, ancient or modern-day mythological stuff. Conspiracy theories or grab bag, that's basically anywhere. Anything that we, that don't really, that doesn't really fit into the other categories, we'll throw into the old grab bag. And and, uh, the categories are put on a wheel, we spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, we pick a story from that category. So, Matt... Do you want to do us the honors and spin the wheel and find out what we'll be talking about on this episode? It's party time, Dave. All right. Give it a whirl. Little uh, sore from working out? Yeah. Yeah? Not one of my fighters. <laughs> what a week. All right, here we go. What are we going to land on this time? Let's find out. Grab. <laughs> that always kills me. Uh, Grab back. All right, so the clock shorten the pause in there, so it's a little less uh, uncomfortable, <laughs> a little less creepy, a little less. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the word I'm looking for. All right, so uh, grab bag category. That's the category and the story this time around. As the clock has started, we've got 15 minutes. We better hurry, Matt. The Pentagon has a zombie apocalypse emergency plan. You heard me right. The Pentagon. That's the seat of our military power in the U.S. The Pentagon has a zombie apocalypse emergency plan. I know that you're you're curious. Oh, absolutely. We've never really discussed this. Are you into the whole zombie thing, like uh, The Walking Dead and other zombie stuff? Uh, I don't really care much for The Walking Dead, uh, but I do, like, I really like the old Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. So you're like a George... Um, zombie video games. Jo- or... George Romero kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I like old school zombies. Okay. Not, you know, the zombie fad right now is getting a little played out. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if it actually happens to ch- hap- happen one day, like the zombie apocalypse, the U.S. military is ready. And uh, not surprisingly, this isn't something the U.S. military is like keen to talk about. But Foreign Policy Magazine dug up the document, which... Helpfully tells us, because zombies pose a threat to all non-zombie human life, Strategic Command will be prepared 
to preserve the sanctity of human life and conduct operations in support of any human population, including traditional adversaries. So uh, the plan involves various levels of threat, including one where zombie zombieism turns out to be highly transmissible. Transmissible? Is that? Am I saying that right? It looks looks right. Transmissible. But, it doesn't. Sound oh, we're not right. English, we're not English scholars here. Dave. Okay. All right. <laughs> Basically, they're saying that the the zombieism is easily spread. That's what they're talking about there, with low human immunity. Pentagon planners are rather more creative than Hollywood scriptwriters, it seems, with the subtypes of zombies they are prepared for, including vegetarian zombies. Zombie life forms originating from any cause but pose no threat no direct threat to humans because they only eat plant life. So basically it's a bunch of zombies running around with the whole, you know, zombie thing that they do, but they don't go after you. They go after plants. Our plants are not safe from the vegetarian zombies. So do you think vegetarian zombies wear skinny jeans too? (laughs) So they're they're hipster zombies is what you're saying. That's what I was getting at. Uh, and uh, weird hats and facial hair, and um, they're too cool. They 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 discovered everything before you did. Yep, they're thick rim glasses and slouch yeah. beanies. Yep. Yeah, yep. So other zombies that the U.S. military mentions in this plan are symbiont induced zombies. Um, they're also on the list. As are evil magic zombies. <laughs> Like, you, like we said in the last episode, if you're going to go, go all in. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. Might as well have poo-flinging dancing zombies, too, on the list. <laughs> um, so the evil magic zombies, as opposed presuming, <laughs> presumably to zombies produced through good magic and zombies from space, I'm guessing. Those are two other possibilities. Uh, of course, the most famous zombies from space, or I guess... It was people from space that made Earthlings zombies was that movie Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> which, is, it, which if we ever do the sci-fi film school again, we are definitely going to watch that movie for the podcast. Great. <laughs> okay, so as you can tell, this is probably not serious, right? Um, in the document dated April 30th, 2011, the authors make sure to point out that this isn't a joke. But, nor is it entirely serious, saying the hyperbole hyperbole involved in writing a zombie survival plan actually provided a very useful and effective training tool. So basically what they're doing is they're preparing for this fictional zombie outbreak, but at the same time, it's a good tool for survival of other things, right? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good, bad idea. I mean, this could be correlated to other things, like viral or sort of biological warfare yeah. that results in people losing their minds, I guess. Uh, so just saying zombie survival plan instead of unknown potential biological outbreak resulting in shitstorm, you know. And it's kind of fun, you know? It's Instead of something like really generic and plain and boring and something that we've seen before... The U.S. military decided to get creative and go, hey, zombies are a thing now. People are really into zombies, so let's make this zombie survival plan and put some fun into our emergency preparedness. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I I agree. I mean, there's obvious <clears throat> there's some validity behind it, but I think ultimately it was just kind of a poke at pop culture. Yeah. Well, there was one other use for this. Um, it goes it goes on to say, planners realize that training examples for plans must accommodate the political fallout that occurs if the general public mistakenly believes that a fictional training scenario is actually a real plan. The authors wrote, adding, rather than risk such an outcome by teaching our augmentees using the fictional, fictional Tunisia or Nigeria scenarios used at Joint Combined Warfighting, warfighting School, we elected to use a completely impossible scenario that could never be never be mistaken for a real plan. So another reason behind this is they don't want to have a plan for an actual thing that maybe an enemy uh, will find out about and use the information to actually have an attack on the U.S. military. That's what it sounds like to me, at least. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why they put together this zombie survival plan. And my favorite, I think, and it doesn't really say it here, it's fun. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. It's, it's a funny thing to think about. Okay, so question before we get out of here, Matt: um, mm-hmm. If the end of the world was here and you had your choice to live in a post-survival world, um, what would you rather have? A zombie apocalypse, uh, the robots take over, aliens come from outer space, or some kind of um, environmental cat- catastrophe? I'm gonna go with zombies. Okay. I feel like it's the most, it's the post-apocalyptic situation in which I am most suited to survive. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna say aliens just because I've I'm a big alien fan. I'd like to actually find out one day that we're not alone in the universe, <sighs> even though they want to eat my brains. Well, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Way to have a glass half full mentality. That's awesome. You gotta find the silver lining. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of uh, Weird World Weekly. You can subscribe to us on the old iTunes. We're also on uh, Stitcher and the TuneIn Radio app. Just search search for World or Weird World Weekly or Galactic Netcasts. You can reach out to us. Follow us. On the social networks, we're on Google+, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for Galactic Netcasts. Also, uh, leave us feedback. Call our voicemail number. That's 805-328-3966. 805-328-3966. Or email galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Weird World Weekly. Until next time, Matt, what do you do? Keep it weird, Dave. All right, we'll talk to you next time. You have been listening to a presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe, give us feedback, links to our social feeds, and more, please visit www.GalacticNetcasts.com.